From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bad. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Yes. <laughs> we're back. We're, we're pushing the dog out of the way. We're still doing that. But <laughs> we're still doing that, but at least he's quiet. Now. Yes. He has turned a corner when we know it. So, yeah. Uh, weird to be back. How long has it been? Uh, it has been almost two months since we've recorded. That's crazy. You were gone for a whole month. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're going to talk about, oh, which one are we doing first? Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a style spotlight on American Porters. Uh, we're doing a style spotlight because, well, I mean, we have a lot to talk about, so we figured we could kind of fit that into whatever we need to here. This is one of my favorite styles, too. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's it's one that we don't talk about very often. If I'm not drinking an IPA and, I'm, and I can find a good American or robust porter. Yep. Then uh, I'll I'll go for it. Yeah, uh, the squeaking in the background should stop. We're just gonna ignore him, Brian. Just okay. gonna ignore him, and then he'll he'll get bored of it and <laughs> go upstairs. You can become a Patreon and support this dog's uh, squeaky chew habit. Right? Did you do all that? Yeah, you did the yeah. ad reads, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Carlos will fix the problem. Uh, he will. All right, American Porter. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about American Porter. We're going to be catching up today. Uh, but first, uh, the American Homebrewers Association, they do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zomergy magazine. Click on the front link of our homepage or use blind-ninja-studios at checkout and join today. That's right. We have a referral code that you can use. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that great? Blind-Ninja-Studios. Also, I'm going to big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoffman Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, and Tyler Romanski. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. All right, Brian. Yes. My friend. Yes. My colleague. Yeah. What have you been up to beer-related lately, man? Oh, man. I discovered this place uh, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin that is called Third and Vine, and they have, uh, like, all of the beers. They have they only have a few on tap, and that's fine. Uh, Third and Vine is kind of like a like a bottle shop, or is it a brewery? Or so neither, or kind of also uh, kind of a bottle shop. So it it has a bar, and you can get food, and um, it kind of claimed its fame as like the the charcuterie boards. Ah, um, uh, the charcuterie boards, indeed, charcuterie. And uh, I didn't even see it. I came in and I sat down at the bar, and I had ordered a pint, and then I got to talking to the bartender about different beers and he said if you go around the, the corner kind of there's like this wall uh, almost of coolers with you just grab a beer you oh you know and you give it to the bartender and they open it and they pour it for you oh and, very cool yeah or if you want you can take off sale too so you can you know if you like one that you were drinking you can take a can of it home or whatever it's it, these days it's mostly cans there's yeah fewer, nobody does bottles fewer really and anymore. fewer bottles and I don't know, someone gave me a bottle opener recently, and they were like, oh, this is a, it was like an archery release that you could like, you know, check and see if you like the feel of it, but it was also a bottle opener, and I was like, I don't, who cares about bottle openers anymore, which is very strange, 
because I think I have like 12,000 you know, bottle openers. But anyway, this place, I got a charcuterie board. The guy knew a lot about cheese. He knew a lot about beer. And I have been on a finding clean West Coast IPA kick lately. Uh, and I found a couple good ones at this place. Um, I, I want to say the brewery was uh, third space maybe. Okay. But yeah, uh, that's, I don't know, not, not a whole lot. As usual, just kind of, you know, had a, a six pack of Bells Two Hearted and it, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's it's completely whelming. Yeah, it uh, prepare to be whelmed. Uh, what, what about you? Whelmed. You've got a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, man. About, so yeah, uh, yeah I, should we, I guess while we're doing this, uh, do maybe a, we should have a beer. A beer, yeah. Should we have a beer? Do we For want? Sure. Should we do a homebrew first, or should we do? Uh, we should do the homebrew because it's. I poured. haven't tasted this homebrew yet. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, so before I go into what I've been up to lately, um, we're going to talk about this uh, homebrew. So this is a throw together beer. So I bought uh, ingredients for Pilsner, but I wasn't happy with the recipe. Um, and so then I changed it kind of on the fly. Yeah. Um, and so here's, here's what, here, here's what I started with. I started with, um, uh, like, what is it? I don't have percentages here. Damn it. Why? Well, while you're looking at that, I can tell you, I can tell you right now that I definitely can't see through this beer and it's yeah. murky, gawky brown homebrew that you've made here. Yeah. It's not. And it's not something you said to said to me off my I was kind of half paying attention and he said something about blah 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 turbid and I was like what turbid what and he said I'm gonna keep serving my friends <laughs> subpar homebrew <laughs> <laughs> so here we are with a subpar homebrew yep right? all right so this is this is 87 percent uh best malts pilsen um uh eight and a half percent uh best malts munich and then four and a half percent uh, breeze carapils. So at that point, you're like, "Why is this beer brown? None of that makes sense." It's pretty brown. Yes. So um, then I was like, "Well, this is no longer like this isn't really the beer that I want." So what I'm gonna do instead is I'm gonna go into my uh, ingredients that I have kind of hanging around, and I had some of that uh, crystal wheat. And I put in probably about a half pound of crystal wheat, okay. maybe maybe a pound. I put in a bunch of crystal wheat, and then I also had some of that bourbon barrel uh, crystal. Oh yeah, and I put from some from Sugar Creek from Sugar Creek. Malt, yep. Malting. And so I put some of that in here as well. And now you can kind of see where some haze and some brown have come from. Well, I'll tell you what. There, first of all, there's like you see the the head is sort of lingering, mm -hmm. like not a ton. It's a very like it's probably like. A centimeter mm -hmm. of head, um, but it's kind of, it's sticking around. Um, yep. You know, we can probably attribute that to yes some of those malts in there. Um, then hops in here. Uh, we have saws and tetanang. Okay, uh, an ounce of each at sixty minutes, and an ounce of each at flame out. Um, and then I used uh, Y yeast, uh, 2007 Pilsen Lager yeast. Okay. Um, and then this. And you've got the temp control these days. I have right? the temp control. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. Um, I can I can give you the whole uh, profile here if I can pull up the chart. Um, yeah. So we started at 54 degrees 
Um, and then we bumped it up to 65 for a, or 64 for a uh, D rest. And then we dropped it down to 47 for lagering. Okay. Um, That's and, pretty low. Yeah. Well, it's where we took it. All right. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So we started at uh, 1051 and we finished it out at 1010. All right. Well, I can tell you right now, like I, there's a, a like good stuff going on on the nose here. Like I, I can, there's a lager character for sure. Like it smells like beer, like, and yeah. it doesn't smell like off flavor. I can smell Maillard caramel. Um, I can smell, smell a little bit of spice. The only thing I don't like about this beer right now is the color. If I'm being, or is, is the clarity. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah, the, holy cow. Right? This beer's great, but it just, it looks like a pile of garbage. It, it, it looks like garbage <laughs> beer, but it tastes so fucking good. It is, that lager character is unbelievable, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. that, those temperatures, they make a, they make a difference, those rests, mm-hmm. the way that you work with these lager yeast and temp control. Um, well, I, it's also been at 40, or at, it's been lagering since the 31st of August. There's okay. Well, there's that too. Yeah. The longer it stays down, and that's that's a a thing we could talk about really quick. I guess is th- this is why you very likely don't get as many amazing loggers from breweries anymore. And if you are actually in this area, you've heard me talk about bad weather brewing like a hundred different times. And my point here is that if <clears throat> you leave a beer sitting down as long as it needs to be, you're losing tons of money. When you yeah. have empty tanks, you're losing money. When you have a beer sitting in the tank for too long, you are losing money. And so, again, for the how many episodes have I been on? Probably. Oh God, probably. Uh, I mean, it's got to be pushing 200 at this point. How many times have I said this is why homebrewing is so cool? Is you can do all of this kind of stuff. Yep. You fine. Have it sit for, since August and lager. And then you can have a, a superior tasting, but not looking beer like this. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> clarity on this is is uh, shit. It's, who cares? It, yeah, who cares? It um, tastes awesome. Right, like, but I, I loved the look of surprise. Where like when you taste, because you were apprehensive. Like you were looking at, it, you're like, I haven't tasted this yet. And mm. there was like the like your eyes lit up. But I was doing that on purpose, honestly. And <laughs> yeah, this this tastes very good. There's um um. Okay, so if if I didn't point this out to someone else who tastes differently than me, there the only the only knock I would have on this would be, and I had to struggle for one, but there's a little bit of, and it's probably from that bourbon mm-hmm. malt. There's a little bit of like a weird roast character that's yep. way far off in the distance. And you might not notice it. You could look, you could honestly yeah. look past it. But that and and that's a personal preference. Like I wouldn't like to necessarily see this as if I'm like, I'm going to drink, you know, six of these. So I, I guess, um, this will, this will tie more into like next week's episode. But Mm -hmm. so if you're going to classify this as something, I've just been calling it a fest beer. It's just a beer. No, you can't really say fest beer. Fest beers are, are clear. Yeah. Yellow. So you're talking that this is, this is, I guess more of a, more of a dunkel. Of More of a kind. dunkel, yeah. yeah. Um, but even even the dunkel shouldn't really have probably this very much, much roast. roast. And yeah, then, like and the, as it warms up, you get more of that roast. But like you it's said, not overwhelming. You roast, said tetaning like, and saws, but like, did you uh, say like the wens on it? I didn't. Uh yeah, yeah, sixty and flame out. Okay, an ounce of each. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Because there's there's a spiciness. There's here. a spiciness and there's a bitterness. Yeah. And I feel like it balances like it it does pretty but well. You you you'll have a, a, an overly boisterous bitterness from some roast malt. Yep. Um, I, mean, uh, I think I'm, that's I'm what's very like here. I'm incredibly happy with how this like because it was kind of a kitchen sink mm-hmm. like. Uh, I don't want to brew two pilsners in a weekend, and then my my, my other beer ended up uh, having an infection, and oh. like yeah, Brett got introduced somehow. Wild, and it literally. was literally, yeah, literally, <laughs> and like I tasted, it, I'm like that is 100% Brett. Like it turned into like basically just <laughs> this massive Brett pilsner, and so I dumped it, and I like PBW'd the shit out of everything, yeah, and um, but yeah, so that's that's what I have uh, here. Yeah, this is really good. Thanks, man. I think this is one of the better loggers that I've made. It mm-hmm. just needs better clarity. Loggers are tough. I don't care what anybody says. Eh, well, they all say that they're very tough, so. <laughs> it's, who is it? Laosh is, it's just another beer. And I'm it's, like, no. No, it's really not Laosh. For you, it is Laosh. Like, this is Laosh from Lazy Monk, uh, a nearly all German brewery. Uh, hey, Andy, uh, I have used uh, gelatin. Um, I have not in this beer. I actually should probably just add some. I actually have some sitting in the... Andy, um, can you see on the camera, Andy? I'll put it up to the camera. Oh, no, that one's closed. What is going on? That That's the one that's, yeah. Um, Maybe you can see. Yeah, I, ha- I have some Andy's gelatin. Andy's in the chat for those. Are- actually, it might, it might help. Maybe I'll throw some gelatin in uh, tomorrow, and we can talk about it... Uh, Next time we record and see how it looks, because it'll have a couple weeks to settle out. Yeah. Good to see you in the chat, by the yeah. way, Andy. Um, all right, so I did the. I mean, I did the whole the whole thing of Germany. Well, I did Bavaria. I did the beer part of Germany, like the best part. Um, so let's start with uh, Oktoberfest, because God damn it, did I do Oktoberfest? I bought Lederhosen. and I did the whole shebang. We ended up in the Augustiner tent. And did you know those tents hold like 15,000 people? Wow. Like, they're insane. Just absolutely insane. And they made those specifically for Oktoberfest, probably. Yep. Uh, like, yeah, man, God damn it. Um, so we did, uh, we did Oktoberfest, had so much fest beer, uh, started at the, uh, the Hofbrau uh, beer garden. Um, and I say Hofbrau uh, because we are actually going to taste some Hofbrau. Uh, here in a minute. Um, and then uh, I met some amazing people uh, while we were sitting at the tent or sitting at our table at the tent. Like we were sitting at like one of the first come first serve t- uh, things because we didn't really plan our Oktoberfest experience. We just kind of showed up and did it. Uh, if you are going to go, I mean, I recommend doing it for a day. That's about all I had in me. And it's expensive. Like you're looking at uh, 11 euro a liter and like it gets expensive quick. Wow, that's a what is an expensive beer? Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, turns out if you don't eat any food during the day, um, you don't remember the train ride home. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so I did that, and then the next day uh, we did a little bit of a Bavarian like uh, we're hungover beer tour, um, and we went to Kuchelbauer. Um, which was the brewery where we were drinking. We drank most, like, uh, it's my brother's favorite beer, and so it was just kind of the beer that we had at the house um, the entire time. And also they have, like, this, uh, like, Susian like, brewery set up where it has this, like, like weird tower. Um, if you want to look it up, it's K-U-C-H-L 
B-A-U-E-R. Um, great wheat beer. Um, I had a fantastic dunkel there. It was awesome. Um, and then we went to uh, Veltenberg uh, Abbey, which was a uh, – or uh, yeah, um, which was like you know a monastery that brewed beer. Um, and they claim to be one of the oldest – but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We did this whole thing on Belgians. So right. uh, that's for them to figure out and mm-hmm. us to just drink about. Um, and then I made the pilgrimage up to Pilsen and went to Pilsner or Quell. <laughs> pilgrimage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get I mean, is it not? Like- no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I made the pilgrimage to Cologne one time. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Uh, went to Pilsner Quell, uh, had the, they gave us uh, fresh Pilsner out of the tanks. Oh, nice. Which was incredible. It was awesome. Um, and it happened to be the 180th anniversary of Pilsner Quell that day. And so they were hosting uh, Pilsner Fest. That's incredible. And so we ended up getting into Pilsner Fest for free. Uh, because our tour started before Pilsner Fest started and then ended after, and they just kind of dropped us off in Pilsner Fest. Um, and so we were able to try some local uh, Czech Republic or Czechia um, craft beer, which was really cool. And I had a Nelson Savan uh, IPA that knocked my socks off. Absolutely did. I was not expecting to taste that kind of beer in... In Chechia. I just really wasn't. Yeah, even, I don't know what it was, 2019 maybe, late 2019. Uh, even then it was like kind of tough to find a decent IPA anywhere, mm-hmm. where I, well, at least where I was in Europe. Yeah. Or they were being mimicked kind of and just weren't, you know, just weren't up to snuff. But. Yeah. Um, and then as far as other beer-related things... The other big thing that we did is we went to Bomberg and went to, uh, was it Schlenkerla? Yeah. Uh, which is the Rauch Brewery. And I had, uh, like, their standard, like, the one that you can get in bottles everywhere, Rauch yeah. beer. And then I had their special one, and their special one tasted like an ashtray. Yeah. And we had to choke it down. It was it was like a smoked porter, and we're just like, oh. So easy, so easy to to do too much. It was it was what where wow. He's a talented dog. <laughs> he is a very talented dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy. Uh, if you ever get the chance, man, go to go to Chechia. Do it. Um, the the tour was so worth. Like the tour was your standard like corporate tour but the unfiltered uh pilsner quell was so good and also like pilsen was a really cool city uh and then we went to prague and did it up in prague and it was awesome and a fairly like a fairly inexpensive trip as far as like international trips go uh yeah beyond that like i mean i just drank a lot of really good beer uh came back just craving the uh, the loggers. Oh, speaking of, we've speaking got of a delicious one. I got you know the rant I just did on bottle openers, but uh, you know what what rant you did just did on bottle openers? Didn't I say like I have a million bottle openers and like you weren't paying attention? 
I was not paying attention. <laughs> God, that's so common. <laughs> like, you'll say something and I'm like, oh, wait, what did you say? Because I'm looking up something else. But right. here we are doing a commercial calibration, pouring Hofbrau. I yeah. am very, very, very familiar with this beer because I this beer is awesome. This is, in my mind, this is the epitome of a Helles. Or, what? if you're savvy, the German what? word for light. So this is just like your light lager. Uh, you could do 90% pills, 10% light Munich, Magnum hops, uh, like call it 23 or 25 IBUs, uh, and call it a day on the malt and hop bill. And that sounds so so simple, but the lagering that is involved in making a beer like this, uh, 3470 I think would work great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For this, that's the original, what, Weinstefan mm-hmm. strain. Um, ferment, you know, for for six days at 9C, cool to 7C. Kreuzen, uh maturation at 9C, lager at negative 1C for three weeks, you know, or or longer if possible. Yeah. And, and you might be able to make a beer this great. You might. So um, to piggyback on your us talking about this uh turbid yeah it takes a lot to to crank out a beer as good Um, as this and then like the phrase that i got really good at two phrases in germany one is ein helles bitte uh and the other one is mein deutsch is perfect uh like roughly translated that's my german is perfect yeah no yeah, he doesn't agree. So <laughs> nose on this Hofbrau is like it's uh, just beautiful lager, a uh, little wow. bit of mineral quality. Get mineral. I get more hops than yep. what you would expect. A little bit of hops, but they're starting to age. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Spicy. Definitely spicy. Log, good lager character, like I said. Uh, Tasting-wise, I immediately get hit like there's a, like a bready quality. Uh, it's that Pilsner malt really coming through. Not crackery, though. No, no, no. It's it's definitely bready, not Bread. crackery. Um, and then there's, like, it kind of fades away, like, body, like... This is an extremely light-bodied beer. Yep. Like, it, there's something there, but then it, it just falls away. There, I think with all the extensive, like, lagering tricks that are going on... Um, there is a little bit of a cider quality in this to me. Um, body is stretched. I mean, it's a stretch to say it's stretched, um, not to like play on words or anything, but it's not dry. It's not dry. I guess I can, I can see the stretching, but it's not like we're not, it's not stretched like, um, like a Belgian is stretched. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I misspoke. On the stretched part, but I there's there what I normally talk about that I'm normally talking about like cider quality because of the because of the dryness, but this is more just might be apple from fermentation character mm-hmm. from yeast character rather, but this is a really cool beer and it's very tasty. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see more like, yeah, more apple cider than like the cider characteristic, I think, that we normally talk about with that stretch body. I would like to have had this off of a draft rather than a bottle, but. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was just doing that for a month. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, uh, no, coming back uh, has been just a lot of, like, I want more lager, and then nobody has any, so. And then, like, also, I get choice paralysis now. Like, I go to a place, and I'm like, it was really nice when the only two beers I could have were light and dark. Mm -hmm. And now I have to make a decision. Too many. And then, like, I just, like, panic order uh, more... Bells. Bells too hard to hit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about American Porter. Mm -hmm. Um, American Porter is a malty-bitter and often somewhat hoppy dark beer with a balanced and roasted uh, roasted and frequently chocolatey character. Um, I guess my go-to example of this, uh, which unfortunately we don't have any here, is the one from Summit. Uh, the Great Northern Porter. Yeah, uh, there's uh, a whole bunch that stick out in my mind. Uh, Anchor. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Bells <laughs> makes a great one. Deschutes makes Black Butte. Great Lakes makes Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, Sierra Nevada makes one. Smutty Nose makes one. But <clears throat> funny, I was literally, I, I did end up going and down to Casanova really quick before I got here. Okay. And I ran into somebody and they were talking about how they, every year they went to get the Great Lakes Christmas beer. And I was like, and she was like, yeah, I used to have it in Seattle. And I was like, isn't that brewery in like Ohio? And she said, yes. And I said, they make a great porter and it's the Edmund Fitzgerald porter. It's a great, it's great. It's a perfect example of this style that we're talking about. Now, why, why is it American porter? You can almost always say if you have attached American to a style that was purportedly English English and built or engineered prior to stout uh, in the seven, late 1700s, uh, why, when I say American, what does that cue in your mind? In my mind, it means that we took everything, um, as Spinal Tap would say, to 11. Mm -hmm. Um, We made it hoppier. We made it more alcoholic. We made it more roasty. We made it just uh, more bodied. All of those things. So pale base malt, frequently crystal malt to layer, but not as much as your stout. Dark malt, black malt, chocolate, American hops for bittering, uh, U.S. or U.K. finishing hops. Um, ale yeast can be clean. You can do an English, but I would put that, you know, uh, lower temp so you're not expressing all these crazy English flavors. Um, uh, slight dark malt. I really don't want to say this out loud because I don't want you to to do this, but a little bit of astringency is probably okay. Shouldn't be too strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, hot flavor shouldn't clash with the dark malt, which is really, really hard to do. We just talked about this when we were talking about this whatever type of beer this, you made. This, mis- this mystery lager <laughs> that I made. So you don't you don't want the, the one one to clash with the other, and so that's what makes, oh. again, that's what makes this an, an art and a science. I want to poke this beer. Ah, that would be a good idea. This would be a good poking beer. I agree, man. But yeah. uh, when I say poke, I mean take a hot poker and shove it uh, in. I know, I knew what you meant. Well, I, was I hope everybody the else knew what yeah. you meant, yeah. We have mouthfeel, uh, medium to heavy body, or, well, full body is a better way. Yeah, full bodied. Yeah, not chewy. Um, 
low to moderate carb. Uh, stronger versions could have alcohol warmth. That's okay. Um, what else? Yeah, uh, the comments on here are interesting on the BJCP. So this mm-hmm. is, uh, did we say the style? 20, uh, 20A. 20A. Um, is, I believe it's the same across 2015 and, and 2021. 2021. It's 20A. It stayed the yeah. same. Um, yeah, so sometimes called robust porter. Uh, I would. Andy, your your guys's like English flavors are ridiculous. Before I get into these comments here, I gotta address the chat. He's like, yeah. crazy English flavors. How dare you, sir? You spell <laughs> flavors with a U, which doesn't need to be there. <laughs> I mean, I that, like it when he's in the chat. Like, I mean. That toffee, did like, I say that toffee cra- note crazy. is pretty good. Like, did I say crazy or did you say crazy? I don't remember. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, hey, comments. Uh, sometimes called robust porter, becoming increasingly hard to find, which it is. Like, this is, yeah. it feels like a dying style, but I mm-hmm. think we're just in that, like, um, ebb and flow, like, yeah, styles yeah. become more popular. Though, I don't think porter has ever really had its heyday yet. I'm waiting for I, that it, one. If it did, it it was in in the 1800s. 2008. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember when everyone was really excited about uh, Fat Tire? Or is that uh, before that, your... was, that was that was before my time, man? I was in high school when that. Everyone happened. was extremely excited about Fat Tire, and now I look back and I'm like, that was a brown ale that everyone was freaking out about, right? They're just like, oh, this isn't bass. All right, woo. Well, so, Which we learned go. that was terrible. Mm, um, man, I remember being very disappointed. That was ass. such a disappointment. Um, that and the, uh, gosh, what's the one that Lagunitas made that we hated? The uh, the brown ale? Not brown sugar. Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't even their beer. They were making it for them. Oh, shit. Yellow label, blue and yellow label. God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, uh, not brown. No. Um, yeah. It was... Some nut brown. And we were like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, God. What? Ah, it'll come to me. Whatever. Yep. We'll, we'll, Moving on. Yeah, we'll figure that one out in a minute. Um, all right. Uh, a rather broad style open to interpretation by the brewer. Dark malt intensity and flavor can vary significantly. May or may not have a strong hop character or significant fermentation byproducts. Thus may seem to have an American or British character. Well, like, if it's an... Like, I don't understand... Those are two completely different things. Uh, caveat, God damn it, Gary. Caveat. I M-tor, haven't yelled at you for a while, caveat Gary. Caveat mTOR. What I'm going to say is no. It is either an American porter or a British porter. There is no in between. Like your ferment char- your fermentation characteristic, I think, firmly puts it in one one or the other. All right. Here's the agenda that I'm trying to push. It's just hoppier. And even even though there's a part in this BJCP where it says something about the finishing hops would be more like UK or US, which, you know what I mean? Like low to high, resiny, earthy, floral hop flavor, but shouldn't clash with dark. No, so well, how the, the hell do you the, do that? All right. So the other thing, though, with with American, with the quote unquote American thing is I feel like traditionally we have a cleaner fermentation profile. Totally. Like as far as like. Yes, be, because, well, two, two reasons. One, uh, you know, the, the cleaner profile comes from the American yeast and 
like the hops are just going to work differently with uh, an English yeast that's more fruity. So you, you need to do something different, you know, if you want to push yeah. like floral hop. But if you if you want to start giving me those like toffee and dark fruit and like those those like very distinct English fermentation profiles, like then that's an English porter. I, I don't care how hoppy it is. So then where does that put us put us with the with don't clash with the dark one? That puts us with with debitter, dehusked malts, black prins, stuff like that. I mean, but you could still have like roasty things and a clean fermentation profile. So and on the next episode following this next week, we will talk about uh homebrew competitions and I would say that Oh, gosh, Th- this is another one that, boy, good luck entering an American porter, even in an American porter section, because I feel like you're always going to get called out for it being too hoppy, even well, though it's supposed to be too hoppy. Right, yeah. So. Well, and that's uh, why maybe like doing like a pre-prohibition or an English porter for competition, and we'll talk about that. Actually, maybe this should be like, maybe porter should be our example for um, if, if we're if we're brewing towards style. Yeah. Like, that would be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we'll talk about that anyway. between shows. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about, like, all right, so if we were going to come up with a porter recipe, like, let's let's come up with one quick. Okay. Um, let, me, uh, let me go ahead and open up Brewfather here, um, our favorite app that isn't uh, sponsoring us yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I like a domestic two-row. I, mean, I think you have to, right? This base malt, I'm thinking, should be at minimum seventy percent. Uh, either raw or breeze, right? Like, doesn't really matter. Raw or breeze, uh, yeah. One of the one of the two, seventy to ninety percent of the bill. So stick a a pin in that. Yep. Um. So what are, what are we talking? I mean, from a for a five gallon batch, we're talking about like a half. Pound to three quarters of a pound. Um, I'm thinking something debittered, like a Carafa three or yeah. So like not chocolate or black pea. Well, so I do, so I I feel here's, like here's 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 my dirty little secret with porters, and I think you'll agree with me on this. Simpsons DRC, DRC belongs in it. You took the words out of my mouth. I think <laughs> I think DRC is the cornerstone of any good stout, but I think also can work great in a porter. Mm-hmm. And I okay, fine. I'm gonna keep pushing my own agenda on this, and I don't think there should be chocolate or black pea. I think it should be if you're gonna talk about black pea, black prince, or like your carafas. Uh, I don't think I think anything debittered needs to be in this. I think this should almost, almost be a black IPA, but better. But not quite. It should be a black IPA that exists. Correct. And so I'm thinking Carafa malt. All right. Hang on. I'm going to put some DRC in here. Okay. Um, I'm going to add uh, Carafa. You think in two or three? <sighs> two, because I want a ruby hue to this beer. Oh, okay. 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 I don't want it so dark black that I can't see through it. I want a ruby hue to it. I want to hold it up to the light and I want to see red uh, ruby. So looking at looking at BJCP, what what's our SRM uh, range looking like? Twenty two oh, to forty. Okay. 
Did I close that? No, I didn't. Uh, 22 to 40. Yep. Okay. So we should get a little darker on here. Well, okay, so then we could talk about a 40 or a 60 caramel. Yay or nay? Uh, oh. Because you can verse into fuller body. When, so uh, if I'm remembering back, so recently, because uh, we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary of BNS. Um, you remember me freaking out and saying never use 60? Yes, but uh, we, were, we were doing a tasting, and 90, I believe, was our favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, DRC 90 was incredible. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking 90, or not DRC, uh, just Crystal 90. If you can find it, it's so good. Yeah, that, uh, but not just like the the less roast you can put in here, 90, the better. Uh, let's do, I don't know, like eight ounces of it maybe. Dark malt. We're not, we're, so right now we're not dark enough. But also, like, I have a lot of, well, oh, here. I need to select my style here. Twenty eight. Man, this, this, I'm looking at some I of I need these. to go darker. Well, so right now we're at 26 SRM. <sighs> it needs to be darker. Uh, um, so here's, here's what I, I have. Think. Here, here's what I have right now. I have 83% um, two row, 8% uh, DRC. Uh, 5% Carafa uh, 2, 5% uh, Caramel 90. I know those don't quite work out. It's actually 4 and 4, not 5 and 5. But mm. um, We need I'm something. Just... We need something to add some. Hear me out. What's, what's... I, hear, So hear me out. I know we've been, we've been like avoiding a lot of this roast, but what about some roasted barley? Okay. But not very much. Not very much. Enough to add color and just a hint of that, like, that roasty All character. All right, I'm into it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we can go six and a half, seven percent on this, too, right? Yeah, so let me uh, let me add, um, let's see, if four, four ounces, like, yeah, there we go. If I had four ounces or, I guess, two percent roasted barley... That brings us up to 33 SRM. Okay. So now we're more in that. Um, ABV-wise, we're only at that five. So it, what if we increase this? Let me bring this up to... Oop, that, that shot me out. There we go. Okay. I, I, like, I like where this, where this malt bill kind of gets us. Um, all right. So 85%... Or I sorry, eighty eighty four percent two row, seven uh, percent DRC, three and a half percent Carafa two, three and a half percent C ninety, and two percent roasted barley gives us an SRM of thirty three, um, and an OG of ten sixty two. Okay, which those are all like they're mid high in the thing uh, hops. Oh. Uh, we need to go classic American, but also things that are going to play well with this. I just think Magnum to Bitter and then Cascade. Call it a day. All right, so Magnum. Uh, how many IBUs are we looking at for 60? Oh, um, I think 50 is too high. 
Um, so if you're going to do like Cascade. Uh, so a- if I do an ounce, that's 34 IBUs. Okay, cool. And then Cascade on Flame out. five or Flame. Yeah, so yeah, it depends on how you're doing your cooling. Um, just do we want a ton of it? Do we want like two ounces of it? Do we want an ounce? I want to have a, a slight. Are we aroma. gonna dry hop this at all? Yeah, we are. I, I mean, are we? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Oh, um, I think if there was a whirlpool edition of Cascade, we'd be fine. Okay, so do so do an ounce of flame out and then an ounce at whirlpool. Yeah. Is that too much? What does that get us to? Um, here, let me. Got to fix this one. Um, or I guess it'd be five minutes technically at flame out. Um, oh, that's the wrong one. 60 and then cascade. We want to do a flame out. And then we want to add a whirlpool. Of Cascade. Oh, wait, why is German Cascade? What the hell is that nonsense? Um. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I think Michigan Cascade is the best, but that's just me. Yeah, well, I don't, I, yeah, at least it's in the US. I don't want this fucking German Cascade nonsense. <laughs> All right, so if we do that, hand, this is for whatever the fucking reason, German Cascade, and we're going to fix that nonsense real quick here. Okay. Uh, all right, so if we do Magnum for bittering, and then Cascade at Flame Out, and we do a hop stand with Cascade, uh, an ounce each, that's going to put us at 45 IBUs. Ooh, that's high, but I'd like to see what this beer tastes like. Uh, right? Um, and then, honestly, like any clean fermentation yeast, like 1056 or oh, oh, Sappho 5 or whatever, whatever yeah. yeah. Works for me. That sounds good, man. All right, so that would give us, if we look at this, um, an ABV of about 6.5%. What is uh, it? An OG of 1062, okay. uh, finishing out at about 1014 is what it's anticipating. Uh, depending on how we want to firm it. Uh, I guess, what's our mash? <sighs> it should be dry. According to the style guidelines, it should okay. be dry. Yep. Yeah, so, so if we if we mash well, like one, uh, 149 to 151, yeah. um, yep, that's, that's kind of where no we're at. No higher than 151. Yep, it wants to. It wa- it says it'll finish out about ten fourteen. That works. That's um, and that's not all that dry. No, either. But that's it's dry enough. Well, and the astringency from the roasted barley and the and, DRC and the DRC and is the going to okay. give us a a drier like perceived finish. That's that's true. Okay, I like it. Well, and then they had that little bit of roast barley that went in there too. I kind of want to brew this. We might be brewing this. It's not bad. I might be brewing this. Yeah. Actually, no, Brian might be helping brew this because we need to get Brian back into home brewing. Yeah, we do. <laughs> do we? <laughs> we do. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I don't even know where my homebrew gear ended up. Brian, I have been trying. So you've been doing this show for, uh, what, four years now? It's not been that long, has it? And it's been real. Uh, how long? What, what, what anniversary of Hop was it this year? It'll be five, or it is December 8th will be 
five. Okay, so Brian's been doing uh, this show for five years now. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. And he has homebrewed with me exactly zero times. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I feel outed. I feel, <laughs> I feel outed. Good. You should. Jesus that Christ. was that was the that was the whole goal of that exercise. I don't know. What does Andy think? Does Andy think I should? Andy absolutely thinks you should homebrew. I suppose. I mean, he didn't say anything, but I'm assuming he that's will. what he thinks. Yep. All right. Cool. That works. All right. Well, should we get out of here? Yeah. That was a good we, one. Uh, we beat that to death. Yeah. As uh, usual. Well, you know, we try to beat things. And... <laughs> Ooh, as a single infusion. Uh, yeah, single infusion you could do, or I mean. I I mean yeah I guess or you could do a brew in a bag or, or which I guess would be single infusion, um, you could sparge it like that's yeah yeah I'm into it doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you get there oh the Brian brew needs to be live streamed <laughs> I like that I like how you think Andy you just want to see me bumble around Andy. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios or follow us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.